Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Bregman would like to get him to scamper home. Two on, two out. Tenth inning. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Thrown by Ethier. Astros win it. A deep dive on baseball. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. The man's a legend. And much more. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? <laughs> the number of beers is actually highly disputed. Some say 50. Some said as many as 70 beers. Which is an absolutely insane amount of beer. Nobody can drink that much. Not with an attitude like that. Now, here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris, the seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back, and Mike Lynch. Excuse me, he looks really hot. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, bada, 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 so we bada. Hey, hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? I do not stay at the Intercontinental. And anything I got is not a rental. I own that mom. Figure it out, the simple. Welcome into the Hot Corner for This Must Be a Wednesday. It's always a Wednesday. The band is back together, baby. Woo! We're all here. Everybody's happy. I'm not dying anymore, which is nice. We're all excited. Right? Yeah, the band's, the band's back together for one week, and then, <clears throat> and then you know, there's holiday things going on, but... Yeah, you want to you want to keep in keep in touch with what's going on here at the station. Uh, we have no show next week because uh, the wonderful soon to be death penalty team that plays basketball down the road. Hmm. I'm not allowed to say that. They're not going to be a death. They already got they got a probation. They're oh, fine. okay, all right. NCAA so is not doing anything. So it's like Lane Kiffin suspension stuff. No, it's even lean, more lenient than that. Wow. Yeah. I should have been a basketball coach. Kelly Graves, two games suspension. Oh, about the worst of it. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a Ducks game next week, so we won't be on in the following week after that. Mike's gone because he's got vacay. So it could be Joe and I, but uh, I tend to sit in on some of the other shows during the holidays. And if I have to sit in on another show that day, we might not have a show. I don't know. Just uh, We'll figure it out. We'll send you guys an email. We'll send you all an email. We'll send you an all-staff email. Yeah. <laughs> An, an all-staff email that actually has substance to it. Well, it might. Or it could just say, all-staff email, title, Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. If you lost this, please come up to the front and get it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the email that we get. And then the sales guys are like, well, I don't know what that is, so I couldn't have lost it. <laughs> <laughs> zing, zing, zing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's going to be, it's that time of year, you know. December happens, and mm -hmm. we all, all all of us uh, have vacation days left to use. and uh, Except for me. I don't. True. I don't have any. But you have vacation days at your real job. I do, and half the time I don't even have to take those. If I get someone to cover my shift and don't, quote, unquote, abuse the power, I just get whatever day off I want. Well, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Why do you think I've seen three Wazoo games this year? <laughs> that Bouncing is, out on Friday. That is true. Don't you work on Fridays? Ah, they're fine. <laughs> oh, how many days of PTO you get? No clue. Never had to file for one. <laughs> now that's a company that sounds nice to me. Hey <laughs> Hopefully nobody's listening. Hey <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it always happens. You know, 
Rop and Souk always take like a week to two weeks at this time. I yep. usually have – it's almost to a T. I have five days left at this time of the year every year. So I'm just going to take a full week coming up in a couple of weeks. And Yeah, uh, that's going to be nice. You yeah. said you might have might have a friend come in town and do some stuff? Yeah, he uh, he is one of my best friends, and he is going to an academy at the moment because he uh, got accepted for a park ranger job. And they have to basically go through like a whole police academy semester of things. And uh, his his uh, his school semester ends that week that I'm taking off. He's just not sure how many days he's allowed to take off after that. Ah, uh, yes. So he might not be coming at all. But either way, it'll be a staycation or a friend visitation. So what are you going to do on the staycation in case it's a staycation? I'd just like to relax and not have to worry about anything. Well, you missed a riveting conversation last week between me and Joe and about video games. So now I got to ask, what video game were you playing while you were <coughs> sick uh i wasn't playing a lot but i played a little bit of fifa and i played a little bit of god of war i believe it's pronounced fifa okay i played a little bit of fifa and i played a little bit of god of war those are the two that i dabbled in i i really did not play very much when i was sick i was just kind of laying there watching tv a lot um but yeah i I got a little god of war and i hadn't played for a while so i wanted to, to, to play that game of the year uh, well, I haven't played. I, I just started Red Dead Redemption 2. So mm-hmm. I'm going to play more of that and make a decision because Horizon Zero Dawn came out this year. That game was amazing. I think that came out this year. God of War was really good. Red Dead's supposed to be amazing. I've only played like an hour of it, so we'll see. But I'm playing Red Dead 1 right now. I never played that game. Well, I don't play video games. So the fact that I'm playing anything and know what we're talking about is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 this weird thing. Like I follow the subreddit of gaming for no reason. Like absolutely no reason. Yeah. I don't play games. Is that why you talked about gaming on the show last week without me, you jerks? I don't know. No, I was no, I had a I had I was convinced that you weren't sick and you were just playing video games instead. Yeah. You were so sick of your family. That's what you were sick of. You were sick of seeing your family. So you came into town, you were like, oh, traveling, my cousin. <laughs> God of War, God of War. See you guys on Thursday. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I and, then, and then Joe and I got into a huge conversation about video games. Although that is a funny thought. We did acknowledge we fell back because you weren't here. I, I would never in my life, after taking days off to go home for Thanksgiving fake being sick on the return day back there's no effing way <laughs> i usually just tell people like oh yeah i gotta go visit family in kansas so i'll be gone for a week mm. they're like you have family in kansas i'm like yeah did i not tell you about that oh yeah i totally do they're like didn't i see you at the grocery store yesterday aren't you gone no that wasn't me <laughs> a very very common face people recognize me yeah yeah fake vacation yeah. that's what happens that was well, when you your don't mother and, about the vacation. When your mother, though. your siblings, and your friends live across a river. Right. <laughs> like hey, everyone the, lives in the same area. Hey, the bridge is scary, though. That I-5 bridge, man, I, I can't cross that. Mm. If they can't come over this way, I can't go over that way. Mm. That is true. I had noticed a lot of people who live in Vancouver don't like to cross the bridge. It's the fear of the bridge. They'll drive to East Vancouver. I grew up downtown. Like, uh, like Downtown Vancouver. Downtown Vancouver, yeah. Uh, up Uptown. You know, where, like, the pot shop is and Trapdoor and Thirsty Sasquatch and, like, that kind of little hot spot area that's up and coming. I grew up, like, two blocks away. My mom still lives there in the house I grew up in. I know people that live in that area, and they're like, oh, I mean, if you want to go hang out on 164th, that'll take me 15, 20 minutes to get there. 
But that eight minute drive across the bridge to your place in North Portland, dude, I just can't do it, man. Yeah. I can't do it, dude. I got to drive. What if there's a bridge lift? I mean, what what if I have to take that risk? Yeah, yeah. Don't do it. I mean, I know that there's another bridge that doesn't lift that also goes to the city, but what if I have to take that risk? Oh, but pay no attention to the fact that I'm going to drive on 14 to East Vancouver. Mm. No offense, but there ain't nothing to do in East Vancouver. You're going to take 14, go out to Camas. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Ooh. same distance. There's something to do in Camas. There are a couple things to do in Camas. Yeah. Couple, couple brews, some briskies, some briskies, some briskies, bros, knocking down some pints. Episode two, beers on us. Yeah, speaking of, uh, Mike and I got a little ditty called "Beers on Us." It's a podcast we drop every single Thursday at four o'clock. This week, uh, we were just at a Laurelwood Brewing. That was fun. That was, yeah. We did it today. We're gonna post it tomorrow. Yeah, it was can, a fun spot. Can tune into ninety four seven here. A cool little commercial from us. That's a little fun stuff. And we, yeah, do, yeah. I heard it play. Oh, did you? I did. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, I don't listen to 94.7, um, not for any reason other than uh, I don't really listen to modern music because I think a lot of it sucks. I don't really listen to 94.7 either, but I listened in our logger here and heard the spot. Yes! <laughs> uh, but you can download that on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio.com, TennyTheFan.com, uh, just like you can this show as well. Oakley dokley. There's a lot of stuff we got to get to today. The Mariners could be the most fun story we have to talk about for the next two months. So I'm really excited. We got a little bit to get into in that. Uh, there's a bunch of people, bunch of dominoes are starting to fall. People signing places. We've got that to get into. We've got story time at 7:45. Fair or foul at 8:30. There is the Better You Today text line 55305. That bad boy lets you interact with us throughout to the throughout the entire show. You can also find us on social. Media, you can find me on PDD085 on Instagram, Mike's at Mike Lynch27 on Twitter, and our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher at JoeFish3. That's F I S C H. Harass us. We love it. When we come back, there were some pretty cool pictures that came out last Thursday talking about a new season ticket thing that I'm going to get down on. And we'll do that next. Portland baseball here. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seventh. What? I was going to come in and then you were just like, is I'm going to talk. Is today the day of the, the boat Christmas light show? I don't know. There's boats with Christmas lights. I guess you could always drive a boat with Christmas lights. Yeah, but there's, there's always one day a year where they all come down the river at the same time. And... I think I'm about to get a nice little show here tonight. Oh, and I just get to stare at you and Jeremy Lin's jersey again. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, I think you also get a pretty good show. I do get uh, HP6 on the TV. Yeah, good That's choice. Kinda nice. Good choice. Well, UNC Wilmington and uh, the Roy Williams Tar Heels was not uh, grabbing the old interest. No, uh, I will oftentimes put a relevant sports game on the on the television when I am here in the building. And today I was watching guys grocery games in the other room. So guys grocery games. So it shows you what I what I was preferring. You know? What is that? It's a Food Network competition show. Well, I understand, but I would like more detail. Ah, so three competitors go into a basically a supermarket, and Guy Fieri is the host, of course. And there's various Flavortown. Yeah, Flavor Town and Donkey Sauce. <laughs> um, there's various different 
things that they have to do, challenges. But the idea is you're supposed to have a, a short amount of time to shop in the grocery store and then make with what you got. Oh. And there's all sorts of stuff that kind of impedes them where they have to make things with certain bad ingredients. And it's an, it's an interesting show. Which grocery store do they go to? It's, I think that is a very important qualifier. It is a it is a grocery store made for the show. It's in the Food Network studios. Oh, so then you have no idea where things are. Exactly. Like a Fred Meyer. Yep. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Real quickly, have either you guys seen and or remember Supermarket Sweep? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. It's okay. it is similar to Supermarket Sweep. And at a the very bit, end, not not as good, but uh, but you cook food at the end. Yeah. Well, no. There's three rounds, and you cook food each round. And in this one, at the end, they do a very supermarket sweep thing where they have to run around and grab en- enough items to make money. Don't have to grab any hoses or uh, like five turkeys. No, but sometimes it's like a, <laughs> it's a it's a trick question. They're like, in aisle six, you have to get this fruit that is from this region, and you just got to know. Right. And yeah, is the organic section separate from the regular section? Like, are there two places I can get chili? It's, it's guys, grocery games. There is no uh, organic section there. Uh, right. I'm a guy. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I'm a guy. Just donkey sauce, Patrick. I don't know what that means, but I'm scared now. <laughs> uh, I'm a male, and uh, I don't work out, and I don't like to cook. Therefore, I try to buy organic because it makes me feel like I'm doing a better job. I used organic ginger in my dinner tonight. Isn't all ginger organic? I don't know. It said organic on it. So uh, I Did you pay like in. three extra dollars to do that? At the time, I don't know. I've had it for a while, so I can't remember. By the way... When your partner leaves you and they have the entire kitchen and you have no spices at your house, man, that's expensive to replace. It is. That's worse than anything. Right, because it's like, you can, you I'm can... not mad that all the times we went out to dinner, I paid for it. I'm mad that now I have to go buy a $15 bottle of cumin. You right, what, but because that, that spice will last you for like 20 years. You no. know what's on my Christmas list this year? Huh. Spice rack. Like one of those spinnable ones yeah, that, that comes like, preloaded. Yeah, like 20, 25 of them. Mm. Yeah. They're vital. They're vital. I mean, I just stole stuff from different places. If this I go over your says, house and it's a party. This text says there should be chopped for Dollar General. <laughs> That's a primetime reference from today. <laughs> I don't know what primetime is. Oh, okay. Sorry. Is that? Oh, right. Oh, I know what that is. Hmm. Okay. Deion Sanders, clearly. <laughs> I saw the other day on the NFL Network, it was like, watch this stupid show we're highlighting. And on the and it's hosted by Dion and then, quote, primetime Sanders. And I was like, really? We don't know that Deion Sanders is primetime? Talking about 21st and prime? That's a great show. Sure, whatever, dude. Why do I need to be told that Dion's primetime? Of course he's primetime. Like, that's what he is. Because not everyone knows sports as well as you do, Patrick. Are you saying I'm smart? I think Mike just threw me a bone there. He, he doesn't have anything to say because he, he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, last week we talked about uh, the Portland Diamond Project was about to make an announcement about their location, and we were hoping for some renderings as Joe and I kind of laughed and chuckled a little bit and talked about some stuff. Well, they made the announcement. It is a Terminal 2, as we thought, um, but I think the more exciting part about it is the renderings that came to be. So I thought it would be fun to kind of just talk shop about some of this stuff. It's a, uh, it's amazing. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. I like it. I like that there's because we saw Wednesday we saw uh Oakland's renderings for for a new for a new projected stadium that they want to do. Yeah, it was a very interesting like it almost looked like there were hobbit holes in the stadium. 
Like little hills <laughs> that on the That one's crazy. But what I liked about that one, which I saw in this one as well, was a wide open center field. Yep. Kind of oh, like in Oakland, theirs showed the bay, and ours shows the skyline of downtown. A little bit. It's 405 the, Bridge and a little Fremont Mount Hood. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was really cool. What is going on outside? Is that a police boat? It's a police boat? Are they pulling over the Christmas boat? Are they getting a buoy? I'm so confused. I'm frightened and confused. Well, now they're turning around and coming back. All of the boats are, though. What is happening? Whoa. That one has a snake on it. Sierra Nevada Palo. <laughs> Whoa, they're like all doing a circle. Yeah. This is way cooler than the renderings. <laughs> we have a high-speed boat chase here on the Willamette. I mean, are we sure it's a high-speed boat chase? That looks like a car, dude. It's a fire truck. The fire truck is coming to help oh, them. Oh, so it's it, the the siren is part of the display. This is riveting radio, I'm sure, for all you people who can see this. I don't know, man. No one's listening anyway. Who cares? Hey, we're back at 7 now. People are listening. Mike's like, oh, we're trying. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. All right. Renderings. Come on. All right, renderings. Sorry, yes, the, yes, si yes. the siren tricked me. Yeah, the center field. The center field looks cool. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit unsure that you're going to be able to see Mount Hood. That seems like a mighty generous position for Mount Hood to be. I think you'll see Mount Hood if it's not raining. Uh, maybe. But I very much like that you can see the Fremont Bridge in the background. Yeah. And um, what I think is really cool is the retractable roof idea. It, it appears as if... Well, you know other stadiums have retractable roofs. Right. I'm talking about the style that is on this stadium. Ah. It it It's all... I don't know if it's glass, but it's see-through. It's you, you can you can see the sky through it, and it slides back into a design thing, and then I guess would slide over to cover the field. Because you, you see retractable roofs at stadiums now. I mean, like Safeco, it's just hanging out over the right field stands, right? And it's, it's just got bars gross. all over the all over the bottom of it. it. Just kind of looks really industrial, and this one looks really cool. And I like that you would still be able to see the sky even if it's raining, because one of the things that I always say to people when they're asking about like, Oh, what's the weather like there when you move there? Or should I move there is even if it's raining, it can still be kind of bright and out and kind of nice. Yeah. So the ability to be able to cover the field and play baseball, but still see outside sounds really cool. Yeah. I like the concept. Um, I like the see-through roof. Uh, I wonder what it will do to lighting on the field. That is true. You know, I'm sure they've got that figured out, but I also kind of like that. Like you said, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like Safeco or whatever they're calling it now. T-Mobile something or other. We're just going to call it Safeco. Um, that the when the roof is not over, yeah, it just like sits over above some like abandoned parking lot or something that in Portland would be a homeless camp. So I do kind of like that. It's very new age. I want to know, are the gondola seats real seats or is that just Russ and Sierra? Gondolas. Yeah, I was about to ask that. First There's of like all, a gondola that goes on a track that what, like that moves. That moves. And it's a suite. Yeah. Why? I don't know. What is the purpose of that? I don't know because maybe it you maybe uh I don't know. Um <laughs> spilling your beer all over the place. It's like swinging, trying to take a <laughs> bite of nachos, get sour cream all up your cheek. Maybe maybe the Portland Mavericks get uh you know Aaron Judge. Oh, are you calling them the Mavericks? Huh? And, and he's hitting bombs out to right field and you're like, "Oh, Aaron Judge is out. Better go to right field." Right. 
Except that's going to be for like 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. to get you out there. Oh, Aaron Judge is up. They're Two hours ha- later, we made it. <laughs> He's up again. We're going to have an operator and then like a high-speed one that you could go on like 15 miles per hour, pick it up a little bit. Ooh, Max Scherzer's on the mound. We should probably go check out, watch him pitch from the side. I don't know, man. I mean, Seems it's cool. cool. It's cool and fancy looking. I like... I, is I it cool to ride the gondola every day from down here to OHSU? I'm sure, but... That's also kind of like a sightseeing. It's weird. It's weird, man. It's a suite. Just, yeah. You don't need to move in your suite. Just sit down and enjoy the game. Well, technically, you're not moving. The suite is moving. What if you had a suite in the Moda Center that just rotated around the Moda Center? Well, I think that's the whole point of this, yeah. Is that it? Is it going to go all the way around? Well, obviously it not. It goes all the way around the stadium, then now we're talking. Well, I don't think so because you just said it was open in center field, so there's nowhere for it to go, but... I wonder if it would go the entirety of the actual stands. Like, it might be able to go from basically third base to first base, maybe. That'd be interesting. Mm. Uh, why is there a concert stage at home plate area? Uh, for all the sweet bands in Portland, duh. Mm. For Sierra, you mean? Yeah. Oh, see, can you see? Yeah, man. That's where they're going to do the national anthem? That's where we're going to do it. At the venue, not actually on the field? Yeah, at the venue. I do like uh, I do like that There's they're going to put a boardwalk next to the river. I think that's probably what it's all for. I mean... That place right now is nothing. It'll develop the area. Yeah. yeah, it's nothing. So you might as well, uh, might as well take advantage of it. And I think to buy the whole terminal too, to buy the spot to put the stadium, they probably had to buy basically everything around it. Well, I, I thought there was a rumor. I don't know if it was a rumor or if it was in one of the press releases, but that they were considering buying Terminal One as well. Now I don't think they're Just necessarily rock it out. I don't think they're necessarily right next to each other. But maybe that would be something that could expand the property. And they're saying it's it would be one of the largest plots of land for a stadium in Major League Baseball, if it is Terminal Two, and that, that gives them a lot of room to play with for the stadium and for building. You know, they wanted to build apartments and build up that whole area. So that'd be pretty cool. I I think the the renderings are awesome. I don't know if you remember it was a probably like six months ago where we got that one leaked potential rendering, mm-hmm. and it was for the PPS site. And it looked like a stupid, weird, like Olympic Stadium, Montreal spaceship. <laughs> and we were like, no, 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 stop, stop. This is what I want. Yeah. When I saw this, I went, I'm going to all 81 games and no one will stop me. Yeah, this looks great. I'm really excited. Plus, there's a really great brewery really close to it that you can check out. I'll let you guys figure that out on yourself. Uh, when we come back, what are you going to do? Mariners? One, one of three locations, by the way. <laughs> what do you want to do when you come back? Mariners? I think we should. Yeah, this is so fun. They're tearing it down to the bare bones. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, and I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I don't either. But I just, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm with Terrell Owens on this. Just get your popcorn ready. We'll do Seattle Mariners and their continue to rebuild, and we'll do that next. But first, here's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven thirty-six here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner. Do this bad boy every single Wednesday night. Well, we found out for sure that the siren was a fire truck themed 
Christmas boat. I was really hoping you were going to say fire truck boat. I'd be like, you can't be a truck if you're a boat. <laughs> it also yeah. turned into a cop car, too. It turned into a cop car? Yeah, the lights changed from red to blue. Oh. Yeah. Fancy. Well, is it a cop truck or is it a fire car? It's neither of those because it is a boat. Patrick, it's a boat. Man, I'm so <laughs> confused right now. Patrick, that's a pickle. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You need a jar. Is this Rick and Morty or a is lid. this uh, a lid? That would be a SpongeBob. A lid. Ah, yes. The <laughs> lid, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that show in my entire life. However, I've met the voice of Patrick from SpongeBob. Nice. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Creator of SpongeBob died the other day. Don't care. You said you met the voice of SpongeBob? Of Patrick. Of Patrick. Oh, okay. You ever see the show Coach? No. With Craig T. Nelson? I guess I'm a lot older than you guys. <laughs> I know of what you speak. Yeah. yeah uh, there was this guy that played the the like quarterback, and he always had a football in his hand. He was like, there's so coach. Like, what do you mean, man? He was like really stupid. He's the voice of Patrick. Oh, so he, he kept with that while by being Patrick Starr. Yeah, yeah. If, if, it, ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so some fun stuff have been going down that, man, I just can't get enough of. I'm really excited about this. I don't know if I agree or disagree with it, as Mike was kind of alluding to uh, during uh, during the last segment. But uh, I'll tell you what, I love watching it, and that's the Mariners uh, completely getting rid of anyone and everyone they can, unless your name is Mitch Haniger. Poor Mitch Haniger. Uh, and they still might trade him, too. But So I agree with what they're doing. We've seen it work. We've seen this strategy employed by the likes of the Astros, the Royals, the Cubs. And it worked. Guess what all three of those teams did? Hmm. Won a World Series. Yep. It took a little while. Yep. But they won a World Series. So in current MLB, <laughs> it is for sure the right thing to do if you don't think that you are able to win with the team constructed. Now, it's weird the Mariners are doing it after an 89-win season, but in an American League where you've got the Red Sox and you've got the Astros and you've got the Yankees all winning 100 games last year, <clears throat> and not looking like they're slowing down anytime soon. 89 wins is not going to cut it, and they kind of fizzled down the stretch anyway. So I'm totally all about them making this decision. However, what I'm worried about is they have a track record of bad draft picks and bad player development. Yeah, like big time. So this strategy requires an ability to make good draft picks or at least hit on some of your draft picks and develop players in a good way. So as much as I love the strategy, I don't trust that the Mariners can do that correctly. And to top it all off, my other big question is, you're making all these trades, but only some of them are netting prospects. Right. The others are netting major leaguers who might be good, might be young and considered, I guess, former prospects, if you will. But... I I would much rather they tear it down to the to the bare bones and not try to get major leaguers in return unless you're trying to match salary and just go all prospects. Like, but, do you really need Malik Smith for Mike Zanino or could you have gotten a good prospect from the Rays? J.P. Crawford was a prospect for the Phillies. They've got a lot of prospects, though, because they've been doing this themselves. You could have gotten a lot more for Gene Segura than Carlos Santana and J.P. Crawford. Well, but that's the thing. It's It's like... 
I feel if the Mariners are in a position in which they feel they need to tear it down, it tells me, which I think is the reality, is that there's nobody in the farm system to trade to make the team better, and we don't have prospects to make it better, and we can't sign free agents to make it better. So that says to me, if we're going to break this thing down and trade these guys, then we need to get prospects and just get a bunch of money off the books. So trading dudes to get Jay Bruce's bad contract and Carlos Santana's medium of the road contract, I don't I don't I don't see how that's beneficial because that is what prevents you from getting those prospects. Well, cuz you have to take bad salaries on. Right, but you're also giving up salaries that are worse. I mean, Bruce's contract is not as bad as Robinson Cano's contract. I don't know if anybody's contract is as bad as Robbie Cano's. Um, but is Alex Rodriguez still getting paid? No, I don't think so. Uh, but where's my drop? There it is. It's an A bomb from A Rod. You know what? I thought I, it was gone. I think that the Mariners. I worried there for a minute. I think the, at the Mariners fleeced the Mets in that trade. I think that the other couple of trades have been a little bit iffy to me. Like I, I hated the Gene Segura trade. I thought that was yeah, terrible. I don't thing. like it either. Uh, the Zanino trade I didn't like either, but I think the Mets got screwed by the Mariners in that trade. The Mariners gave up an aging, just off of a steroid suspension, second baseman who still has a boatload of money left on his contract, and a very, very good closer. But in a market where there's a ton of very, very good relievers, and at a position of closer where these guys flame out in half a season frequently. When's the last time you've seen a truly dominant closer who stuck around his entire career being dominant? Hmm. Hmm. I can think of two. Okay. Trevor Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Mo. Yep. I think you might be able to put Craig Kimbrell into that boat at the moment. Gross. But gross or not, he's been very good for most of his career. Except for this World Series. Right. But in total. generally, you could probably put him in that boat. I don't know if Edwin Diaz is going to be able to keep it going. Last year was incredible how many saves he got and how well he pitched. And the swing and miss rate is insane. But Yeah, but but I would say... But hold on. Let me, let me just finish. All right. So you give up Diaz, and you give up Cano, and you get back, ignore Swarzak and Bruce because they're just matching salaries. You get back, like, two of their top three prospects. The Mets are morons for doing that trade. That The Mariners won that deal head over fist, in my opinion. Well, and Hand over just the thoughts of, you know, and this is probably something we'll get into at some point before the season. The Mets are in win now mode. And I don't know if Robbie Cano and Sugar Diaz are putting you in win now mode, but that's for a second conversation. I don't, I'm not as high on Eddie Diaz as a lot of people are. Um, I have a lot of friends that are Mariner, Mariner fans and we chat about stuff and, and I watch their games all the time. His... His swing to his his swing to miss ratio is fantastic. His save numbers were great. His ERA was low. But boy, that kid's good for walking at least somebody every time he comes up to the plate. Like he is a he is he is a dominant closer that makes me extremely nervous every time he's on the mound. Yeah, that is true. And I think that I think part of part of the reason I say he's been great, but is partially because of that. Um but that's the trade that the M should be making more of in this scenario, because what they got from the Mets were two legit prospects that could certainly help. Right. I do think they did did a pretty good trade with the Yankees too, getting justice Sheffield out of them. 
um, who was their top pitching prospect, although people are not 100% sold that they got enough for James Paxton. Yeah. But they did get a good prospect out of it as well. So those two trades to me were were worth it because you got the prospects that you needed. But the other ones I just don't I don't agree with at all. You know, it just I understand you need to have major leaguers, but if your if your goal is to tank, then get future major leaguers, not guys now who are going to be gone when you get good in two years. Right. And to the person and to the person who texted on the better you today text line five five three oh five uh, can Kyle Seager leave ASAP? Don't worry. They're working on it. I don't I think, think they're going to be able to trade him. Though. I think they'll figure it out, man. We didn't think they'd be able to trade Kyle Seager. I mean, uh, Robbie Cano. Well, then then the Mets stepped in and wanted to win now for some reason. Well, who knows, man? Maybe the Padres want Kyle Seager. Maybe you got to throw in D Gordon with it. I don't know, man. I think there's only one survivor of this Mariner thing. Mitch Hanniger? No. I think the only survivor is King Felix. (laughs) I think Felix is the only survivor of this and the poor dude because he's the only guy that's going to put butts in the seats because it's going to be the end of his career and it's going to be like, let's still root on King and King's court and all that jazz. And you you might be right. Seven-year-olds are still going to love King Felix. You might be right, but I think Mariner fans are going to see through that too and go, I'm not going. (laughs) I know. I already know people that have given up their season tickets and are just like, nope. Yeah. The Portland news also helps. That is true. Yeah. Boy, is it kind of nice to not be a Mariner fan? Yeah. This would drive me bonkers. I mean, it's like being a Blazer fan, right? Except uh, the Blazers don't tear it down. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, plus, I don't know if the Mar- the Mariners haven't had like a Damian Lillard in 20 years. And they got Robinson Cano. Stop. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> If Dame were five years older, then yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. But okay, last time well, the Mariners had somebody like this was what? Felix and, Felix and Griffey, probably, right? I don't even know if I count each year on that. Alex. Oh, but that was prior to. Well, it's around, all around the same time, yeah. Alex was really good. Yeah. Griffey, really good. Alex, King Felix, maybe Ichiro. The unit? Yeah. Man. A lot of good players that came through Seattle. Yikes, yikes. All right. Well, when we come back, we got story. We got story time with Uncle Patrick. Coming up in the second hour, we've got uh, we we got a whole bunch more stuff. There's a lot more to get to. We'll do all that next on Portland Sports Leader 1080 the Fan. It's time to take a trip down memory lane. This is story time with Uncle Patrick. A look back on some of the most unusual events around America's pastime. In the bottom of the tenth. Bill Mazeroski slammed the four-bagger to end the game and the series with victory for the Pirates. Beat revenge. A Cinderella story of baseball, and the hometown fans went berserk with joy. And forgotten stories from the major leagues. And that's the story of Mike Matheny and the bird pool. Gather round, folks. It's story time with Uncle Patrick on 1080 The Fan. This is story time with Uncle Patrick. I like this. I got kind of a theme going here uh, with it being free agency. Just want to kind of talk about some things that remind me of uh, some some situations in the past. That some uh, things that reminds you of some situations in the past. You got it, baby. In that, the in the Glavin. Yeah, yeah. Kind. I I I most likely maybe will attend. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I've been like digging through the books and kind of looking some stuff and trying to find some good stories about free agent signings and trades and stuff like that. That's kind of where I am right now. 
And I want everybody to remember the worst free agent signing in the history of Major League Baseball. Ooh. I think it's the worst. Okay. I think it has to be the worst. Bobby Bonilla? No, that's genius. I mean, it's genius by him. Yeah. But the that's, Mets are still paying him. Well, yeah, that's genius. It's not too bad. Like, like we're going to get to Patrick Corbin in the next hour, and, and it sounds like his deal with uh, the Nationals is backloaded, as is Max Scherzer. You know, there's a bunch of stuff like when you're not on the team anymore, you're still going to make a little money from us. I think that's smart. I don't think that's bad. I think that's good for the team, too. Okay. I'd rather play pay Bobby Bonilla $1.1 million every July 2nd, whatever it is, than have to have paid him 13 in one year. Okay. Uh, but in 2010, this man won the American League MVP. Mm. And then in, also won the home run derby, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Actually, he lost the home run derby. And oh yeah, that's right. But nobody knows that. Who lose that to? Bobby Justin, Justin Morneau. I thought he lost to Bobby Abreu. Nope. No. Okay. Well, in 2012, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I believe they were still the Anaheim Angels at the time. They might have been. They might have been the Los Angeles Angels. Yeah, they might have been that might have too. Been that one year. They might have been the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles of Anaheim, California Angels. Is Nolan Ryan the starting pitcher? I know. <laughs> uh, they signed a man named Josh Hamilton at five years, $125 million. He was 32 years old. Now think about it this way. Five years, $125 million in 2012. It's a lot of money. Six years later, or almost seven years later, Patrick Corbin just made six hundred and forty. So, Oh, wow. Think about that in the way that contracts keep increasing. He, that's how much Hamilton made. But at the time, this is like an A-Rod deal, just not for as many years. Right. It's still 25 mil a year. Now, the interesting thing about Josh Hamilton is he won the MVP in 2010, uh, put on a show at Old Yankee Stadium its last year. Uh, his last stint, or the, the before signing this, when he played for the... For the uh, Texas Rangers, he was in the American League uh, Division Championship game between the Rangers and the A's. It was a one-game wild card. And tied 5-5 in the fourth. Uh, He misses the play in the outfield, Mm. thus starting the death of his postseason career. Mm. Like it it says right here, Yoenis Cespedes. (laughs) while playing for the A's. God, I love these things. (laughs) Hit an easy pop-up towards Hamilton that would have ended inning. However, Hamilton misplayed misplayed the out as the ball landed behind him, causing the two runners to score to give Oakland a 7-5 lead, and the A's went on to win the division title. And then during the American League game, he was booed in which would be his final at-bat, and he struck out during a rally as Baltimore beats the Rangers 5-1. Okay. So he's like, on his way out, okay, I'm out of here. Goes to the Angels, never makes the playoffs again. Goes to the Angels, not true. During his first game, first year, he he played 151 games, batted 250, 32 doubles, 21 home runs, and 79. Already disappointing. Not quite what they needed. Well, the crazy thing is, is they sign him, and they think they're going to make this happen, but they've already signed Pujols. They've got some kid in center field that they're trying to work on. And they've got out. Alf- he's named after a fish. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Tim Salmon still? Really? Yeah. They've got all these people in the outfield, and they're like, yeah, we'll figure out where fish to Fish the him. band. Oh, that's a good band. I like that band. 
Uh, but in 2014, they did make the ALDS. They played Kansas City. Oh, but was he suspended? No, sir. That year, he batted 263, 10 home runs, and 44 ribbies. Wow. Uh, in the ALDS. Nine more home runs than I thought. The man batted zero. Oh. He went 0 for 13. Oh. How at many least, days? At least twice during game one, there was a runner on second, and he either struck out or grounded out. He was booed. Hamilton stated that the Orange County it stated to the Orange County Register that it was comical that fans were booing him and that he, quote, didn't play for the fans in the stands, but for the other players. The guy who gets the most defensive is also the most hurt by that. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a couple of years after the signing happened and all the the drug problems. Let's not forget that he had quite a multi-year battle of substance abuse and marriage issues and all the like but you know he's got suspended a couple times missed a lot of games but you might be right that that is one of the worst that might be the worst contract in major league baseball history because he literally never did anything for the angels nope he was so good for texas yep and he never did anything for the how what was the season he had the most home runs uh, was that first one had to be 2010 no i mean for the angels oh for the angels oh yeah for sure uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He hit 21 home runs. I don't think he ever hit more than that. The next year he hit 10. The next year he was hurt. And then he was traded to the Texas Rangers for basically not making the Angels pay $6 million a year. Hmm. The Rangers had to pay $6 million a year for the rest of his contract, putting the Angels on the hook for $65 million. Yeah, 43 and 128 the year before he was a free agent. Oof. That's good. It's good, Bob. His uh his drug addiction. Yeah. Uh paragraphs on the old Wikipedia is longer than his stint in Anaheim and back in Texas. That would make sense. Yeah. Did you know he played a year in Cincinnati? I did not know that. I didn't know that either. I was looking at it. It looks like that's where he started. Well, he got drafted by the Devil Rays first overall. 1999 MLB June Amateur Draft. Number one overall? Yep. He's a number one draft pick? Yep. What? I don't know. No, I I don't know if that means he went to the Rays or if he then decided to go to college and then got drafted again. Oh, he went back because he's Rule 5 draft. Okay. Yeah, because in he... He was then selected third overall in the 06 Rule 5 draft. Okay. So he went to college. Yep. Although it doesn't say what college. Drafted by the Cubs, who immediately traded him to the Reds for 100 grand. And at the time, he was called, quote, the biggest name in the Rule 5 draft in many years. Okay. I've seen him in a Reds jersey makes me think. I do remember this. Uh, in, uh, what year is this? In 2007, he was put on the 15-day DL for, uh, gastroenteritis. Ah, the, uh, Zach Collins. Yeah, the Zach Collins. He's got the bad guts. Yeah. So he got drafted first overall by the Rays from Athens Drive High School. Where did he go to college? I don't know. Maybe he was on drugs, and then that's why he wasn't in baseball. Baseball reference, you're failing me right now. Well, because they don't have section for I'm on drugs. 
<laughs> They're just like, when you play, you play. When you don't, you don't. He was traded to Texas in 2007 for Edison Volquez and Danny Herrera. Wow. Okay. Volquez turned out okay for the Reds. Volquez was good for the Reds. I think he's still in the league right now. Yeah, he was on the Marlins, wasn't he? Yeah. He almost threw a no-no. Or did he throw a no-no? He almost Ooh, threw a no-no. Almost threw a no-no. He almost threw a no-no. Anyway. Beware. Don't get stung. So, uh, is there any Josh Hamiltons lurking around right now? There's some really funny lames on this list, too. I'm Shocking. Trying to figure out where on earth he went to college. He initially signed a letter of intent to play college baseball for North Carolina State. What? Joe wants us to break. You're not telling me that, Joe. Oh, yeah, he told me. I was just listening to you. I know. You know you could press both buttons, and I can hear you, and then I'll also know to break. Because I literally didn't know. I wasn't looking at the clock. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. We'll take a break. When we come back, there's a dude that signed for the Nationals, and I think it's kind of important, but I do really want to find out what happened with Josh Hamilton in this. And so we'll maybe a little quick continue story time, but we'll get to that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan.